All right, we are back. Let me tell you who we were listening to. That was Sure Sure with This Must Be the Place. Uh, it sounds familiar. That was a Talking Heads song, one of my favorite. All right, standing by to join us is Daphne Maxwell-Reed, an iconic TV mom of the 90s from her three seasons as Aunt Vivian on The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Good morning, Daphne. And we lost Daphne. <laughs> All right, we, she will call back in. Uh, we'll listen to a little bit more of uh, Sure Sure, and then uh, we'll bring Daphne on the line. All right, Daphne, take two. Have you got me? I've got you. (laughs) Ah, excellent. Excellent. Thank you so much for calling in. My uh, pleasure. Thank you for asking me. Well, I'm a big fan of the show. I love the show. Excellent. So tell me, how did did that role come about for you as Aunt Vivian? Which show? (laughs) Oh, I'm sorry, The Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Ah, I um, was very busy in Los Angeles when it first started and um, had worked a couple of network shows with my husband, Tim Reed, Mm -hmm. and was exhausted and ready to go relax somewhere. Mm -hmm. They asked me to audition for the show, and I said, no, I I, I, I can't do another show. They said, well, it's with a young rapper. I said, I definitely don't want to do it. (laughs) (laughs) But then I went off and settled in at our farm, Mm -hmm. and three years later, well, that... When the show first came on, I said, oh, I really missed this one. <laughs> right. <laughs> That's a really cute show. <laughs> so cute. So well, three years later, they called and said, uh, would you come and audition for this part? And I said, yes. Yes. And took me about two and a half weeks and about five auditions. Okay. And uh, I landed it, and I was overjoyed. Is that unusual, five aud- auditions, or is that just par for the course? Um, <laughs> this seemed odd. I, th- I think I auditioned and in rooms where I saw women I've never seen before. <laughs> they must have seen 200 women. I don't know. Wow. I go, where did these people come from? Mm-hmm. So um, it was interesting. But it may have been par for the course, and they right. may have done a wide range audition. Sure. But uh, working with James Avery on the last two or three auditions, just kind of was so comfortable for me. I, I just love that man. So That's incredible. What a show. Three seasons you were in that show. Yes, and I, joy, absolute joy. What was it like working with Will Smith? He's the hardest working human being that I have ever seen. Mm-hmm. What I really was attracted to was how smart he is. Sure. I mean, business-wise smart and decision-making smart, he's and he gives 150% even in rehearsal. I love it. He's, he's an incredible young man. I'm, yeah. I'm very proud of him. It shows. When I look back to his earlier work, it, he's so talented. Yeah. So tell me about um, some of the things you've been working on now. I have um, just settled into some new careers over the past 10 years. I started a photography career uh, when I turned 60. I love it. And um, decided to explore where it would take me. And I just woke up and said, today, I'm going to be a photographic artist. (laughs) Now I have to figure out how to do that. (laughs) And I went about gallery shows and uh, creating a buzz for the things that I was doing. And eventually I had talked about 
what I had been doing so many times to so many different groups. I said, let me write this down. So I started a journey of publishing books <laughs> of the photographic journey that I was taking. Fantastic. And I really enjoyed that process. So I've written four books that were basically documentations of the photographs that I do. Mm-hmm. And I only do photographs of doors oh, from around the world. That's interesting. And I see doors as a metaphor for life. Uh, it's adventure and curiosity and opportunity, and they represent so many things that I can talk to kids about thinking of a door as another opportunity and do you want to go through the door? Mm -hmm. What does the door look like? What does it mean to you? What does this color mean to you? What does texture mean to you? What has been happening to this door? What's the craftsmanship of this door? There's so many ways to look at the simple everyday things in life that I really would like to encourage people to, I guess, stop and smell the roses. Wow. If you're just tuning in, we're speaking with Daphne Maxwell-Reed. That is that is great, because when you think about it, you know, a lot of people might have a negative view of a closed door, whereas you say that it's an opportunity, and also you look at that door completely. Yes, yes, yes. I want you to look at the little things in life, because a lot of people plan, I want to get from here to there, and they only focus on the there. They don't focus on the journey to there, and that's where all the richness in life lies, in the journey to get to there. Because once you get there, you got to find another there to get to. That's true. I want to mention the name of my show is Get the Funk Out. And uh, I'm always fascinated with how do you stay so positive in an industry or several industries? I mean, you're doing different things, so I I would imagine that keeps you very positive in life. I have a very positive outlook on life. My husband says I miss blue skies. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> and, and I think he sneers when he says that, but he says that anyway. Yeah. Um, I see the positive in any situation. Uh, he says if we're standing in mud up to our noses, you'll look up and I would look up and say, oh, what a beautiful sunrise that is. You know? Oh, that's great, <laughs> and, though. And he's interested in how do we get out of this mud? <laughs> right. So I, I'm just an appreciator of the gifts that I've been given mm-hmm. and what the possibilities are for humanity. I really focus on going forward and doing it with purpose and with kindness, but noticing the journey as you're going. It's very important to have a rich life if you're going to live this life at all. Yes. And I find that a lot of times I'm telling my listeners, learn from rejection. Don't don't be afraid. Don't be critical. Sometimes people do you a favor by rejecting you because something better oh, is yes. around the corner. Oh, always. Yes. Always. And some of your best lessons are learned when you get knocked back. Okay. When you fail at something, if you get up, and I'm advocating getting up, mm-hmm. not wallowing in that failure, you will learn why you failed, and it will take you on a path of success. Oh, yes. I mean, you should know. I mean, you're in this industry of, you know, acting and producing and, you know, it's filled with it. Well, the acting part, when, when 
people ask me, well, students, I talk a lot to college students and high school students, and when they ask me, um, what, what should I, how do I get to be, uh, how do I get to be where you are? I said, well, you can't get to where I am. No. I've done that already. Yeah. <laughs> I said, my path is not your path. Yes. Your path is taking advantage of what your passion is, leading you to the next step and seeing where your journey will go. Mm-hmm. I said, if you want to be an actor, you have to realize that you are not in control. You have to wait to be chosen. Now, you can work real hard toward being chosen, but it has nothing to do with your talent. It has to do with the chooser's choice. That's true. And you can't take that personally. You have to say, oh, that wasn't my job. That wasn't what he saw when he created this character. So my job is coming up on some other kind of thing. But while you're waiting to be chosen, you have to do something you're also passionate about that will allow you to eat. Right. So I say develop a great hobby and market it. Make it monetized. Mm -hmm. I mean, the only way to exist as an actor, while you're studying, while you're acting everywhere you can act, while you're waiting to be chosen, fulfill another dream in your life. Yes. And sometimes that's just creating. You could go off and create your own projects and not wait for somebody that's else right. to choose you, you know. Right. Learn to be a good writer. Oh, yes. Or learn to be a good producer. Yes. What are some um, key things you would like listeners to know about you? That my favorite role is being a mother and a grandmother and a wife. Oh, that's beautiful. <laughs> that's great. I've had some wonderful, wonderful opportunities. I've taken advantage of those opportunities. I've been rewarded for my work. I've lived a charmed, blessed, gifted life. I've sat on my butt and been knocked on my butt several times, but I got up. And if you keep getting up, you can keep on going. Oh, I love that. That's so true. That's so true. So uh, we have to wrap up in a few minutes, but do you want to talk about anything else that you have going on right now? I know uh, you also love clothing. I do. I've been sewing since I was nine years old, and Ah. I guess I've developed my own style. And over the years, people would comment on something I'm wearing and say, oh, would you make me one? And I would say, no. (laughs) (laughs) How nice of you. (laughs) (laughs) So finally, about three years ago, I said, well, let me see what it would be if I said yes. Yes. So I made a line of um, jackets in some of my favorite fabrics, which are Chinese silk brocades. They're very ornate. It's like wearing jewelry. Beautiful. I like statement jewelry, and I like statement jackets, and people appreciate this look that I've developed. So that's what I have decided to do, and I sell a line of these jackets. They're all Mm custom-made. And uh, you get to choose the fabric that suits your personality the most. And you get a custom-made jacket that I call wearable art because I'm not selling these in the stores. I'm not trying to make 10,000 of them. I'm making wearable art. I love it. And it is so fulfilling to me 
almost as fulfilling as my photography and my books. And my latest book is a cookbook that is a memoir. Mm -hmm. uh, And I take you through my childhood and growing up in New York. And uh, then it's all the recipes that I've gathered from all the wonderful people that I have met along the way on my journey through life. That's fantastic. And it tells how I met them and what they mean to me, and and they're great recipes. Beautiful. And is all that info on uh, your website, Daphne Maxwell? On my Reed? website, okay. DaphneMaxwellReed.com. Let me spell that. It's D-A-P-H-N-E Maxwell. Yes. R-E-I-D.com. Perfect. And I do want to mention that you did wow audiences at the New York Fashion Week in 2017 with your <laughs> line of clothing. I thought that was awesome. I had a wonderful time. Fantastic. I'll do some more fashion shows, but I, I'm more like, I think my market would be a tea in your neighborhood. Somebody gather some folks together and right. have a tea, right. and I'll come and present my line. I love it. I grew up in Manhattan. Where did you grow up? In Manhattan, right on uh, in the Amsterdam houses across the street from where they built Lincoln Center. Oh, I know where that is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I love, love yeah. Manhattan. Oh, I love living there. And then when I wasn't living there, I was going back and forth to do things in the city because I couldn't get enough of it. <laughs> <laughs> I loved growing up there. And I thought it was a fabulous place to grow up because of all the opportunity for cultural enrichment and all the stuff that's available in New York City is yes, just amazing. It sure is. So I we have to wrap, but I really want to tell you I, I so enjoyed having you on the show. Well, thank you so much for the invitation. Are you in California now? Or are you still on the East Coast? Oh, you're no, you're in Virginia. I'm on the East Coast. You're yeah, I'm in Virginia. Yeah, beautiful, beautiful place. Right now, I'm in a board meeting for Child Fund. We're helping children around the world. Wow, you're nonstop. Yeah. I think you're so inspiring. <laughs> Thank you so I'm much. I'm fulfilling. You are. It was a delight talking to you. You too. Have a wonderful day. You too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. That was Daphne Maxwell-Reed calling in. Uh, she was uh, on three seasons as Aunt Vivian on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, but she's done a gazillion other things. If you want to find out more about her, she is up on my show blog, getthefunkoutshow.kci.org. And up next to wrap up the show... Uh, I'm going to play an interview I did with the founder and president of VoiceOver Peeps. She's a voiceover actress, coach, and speaker. She's unbelievable. Anne Ganguza joined me right here in our KCI studios, and we're going to listen to that conversation right now.